It is the P&P Podcast. Woo! Episode 4, as, as Jeff Coates would say, but it's not really true, we are live! We are. How was that? How was that? We are like that's a good job, and we are live. We are. Do you know who Jeff Coates actually is? He's the Bruce Buffer of the waterfowl oh, world. Yeah. And if you don't know who yeah. Bruce Buffer is, like look at MMA. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So I which is which is awesome because of his brother. Like his brother was in the boxing side of things, right? Who who got let's get ready to rumble, made that popular. But like uh, uh Bruce Buffer in MMA, like he is so animated. That's what I love about him when he when he twists, when he points to the corners and stuff like that. He's very animated. I like him. Anyways. So, so, good. Good, Dave. No, I was just going to say Jeff's voice is so like, it's so easily recognizable. <laughs> For like two weeks straight, I was laying on the couch, just put Waterfowl into uh into youtube and that's basically all i did was just watch waterfowl youtube stuff for a long time right two weeks straight yeah. pretty much but i'd have a nap and then i'd wake up and then every now and then i'd wake up and i'd hear jeff's voice i'm like oh i'm like um, <laughs> pitbull no it's just him doing someone's introduction and it's like oh that's awesome yeah. <laughs> so, so you bring up you bring up the bruce buffer uh yeah molly's would say that i'm their bruce buffer basically yeah. kind, of, kind of the voice here and I, I, here's a shameless plug but i just did this one this morning these deals won't go 20. The old rutster, Rut Daniels, going to be at Molly's place, Kennyville, Maryland, August 15th. The Sway. That's right. This is your chance to come meet Rut Daniels in person. Rut will be at the store August 15th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Molly's Family Pig Roast. There will be a Molly's dunking booth where you'll have a chance to dunk David from Molly's. Plenty of brand reps on site doing demos. The archery range will be open. Live music. Heck, I'll even be there. So make sure you make it to Molly's on August 15th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your chance to win $30,000 in prizes. Work for the Pig Roast will be donated by Langenfelder Farm, located in Kennedyville, plus the Pig Roast is supporting the Maryland Pork Producers Association. Meet Rut Daniels August 15th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. So fuel your adventure at Molly's in Kennedyville, Maryland. So, so there you go. That was kind of a shameless plug, but when you said Bruce Buffer, that's kind of, you know, it's kind yeah. of, I, I do all the radio spots, and I did that one this morning, so did one yesterday um they can still very um i'm gonna go off you got to reel me back in but can't you know guns and ammo you can't do on social media anymore social media uh Mm -hmm. but on at least local air we can still talk about we can still talk about guns and ammo and we we did i did a i did a handgun um ad yesterday for him so okay dave no i was just like sometimes when jeff does that uh I'm thinking crusty <laughs> crab from uh, SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that advertisement actually makes me wish that I could drive right now and then I'd be down there winning thirty thousand dollars in prizes. Just saying. That's well, and and I've got to and I've got to throw out you know, Rob Daniels is becoming uh, a celebrity, but I just got to throw this out there for all the listeners. Good Canadian boy, good Canadian boy right here, and he's uh, making his mark down down south of the border didn't go 20 is his catchphrase and uh anybody that's heading to molly's i guarantee you you will be entertained with with uh rut daniels i, I kind of got a beef to pick with rut daniels you see we did a uh, waterfowl hunt there this uh 
snow goose hunt there this spring. Yeah. And Rudd Daniels hunted the field that we were in uh, the two oh, days yeah. before us, and he That's smashed great. birds. Mm-hmm. He smashed so many birds, they were afraid of the field we were in. <laughs> and because of him, we had one bird show up in two days. That's right. So That's it's right. Rudd's fault. Rudd's fault. Truly. Now, this that that was just unplanned on me, like going on that little segue, but it, it, it is it segues us into episode four. Yeah. It, it does. So episode four, th- thanks for reeling me in, Jeff, um, which, which you know, is usually the other way around. Um, but um, but thanks for that, because, yeah, episode four, uh, Jeff and Dave and I were chatting last night and we were like, well, what are we going to talk about this morning? And I said, well, let's talk about the influence that social media has had on, on the waterfowling community as a whole. And, and I know uh, for anybody that knows Jeff, uh, knows how long Jeff's been into the game. So he's seen it um, from when there was nothing to to where it is today. So uh, really wanted to pick his brain as normal. Dave's bit of the nerd. Uh, so he'll, he'll get in on some of the really specific things um, with regards to the social media stuff. And I'm here to moderate because I don't know nothing. So um, anyways, the, the social media, I, I, I'll start it off with this question and you guys can can bounce back and forth. Um, we, we are in a society now where social media is such a big part of, of our personal life, our, our professional life, uh, everything. So I know people will always say, well, social media is the downfall of this and downfall. I don't want to talk about the bad things because I want to focus on the good things that social media is doing. So from your point of view, how has social media, the technology um, advanced your personal or professional, I guess professional, your professional brand uh, or business? Yeah, and I, I think that you used, and I wrote it down, but you said it in there too. It's to me, yes, social media, but it's more technology, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can remember, you know, the first iPhone 3, and, you know, I, I was with the old, or, and or let's, let's rewind past, past the smartphones, the old flip, flip phone, and or you didn't have a phone at all, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my first, I mean, I'm going to really be the old guy today, but my, my first phone in the pickup truck was the old handheld Motorola that you actually pick the thing up and, and like a brick yeah it looked like a real phone you know yeah um, but uh so let's get the social media i guess and the technology my my first recollection of the internet i kind of heard of the internet but as far as actually getting on and trying to use it um explored in a in a waterfowl uh, advantage let's say it would have been about 1990 90 90 late 94 95 somewhere in there and um you know the old dial-up stuff slow you know you sit there forever waiting for a picture to download that kind of thing and um, but again if you follow along with me at all i always mention the name donald hughes and and basically i met donald hughes through can't say social media then that's just well a little bit we're going to count forms as being social media right Mm -hmm. but definitely technology i met donald through the techno through technology and he he was kind of an original uh, blogger, if you will. Basically, he hunted every day, September 1st to March 15th at the time, and pretty not Sundays, but I mean, he did a a daily daily deeds. He called it, and he he sent it was on his web page as well as he had it. He had an emailing list. We talked about we talked about emails earlier, but he had an email. Once you're on his email list, like he mailed it out to you every day. So through there, 
uh, the only forum back in the day, and it was a, it's just it was a big it was sporting adventures. He always called it Spavi, and there was a real little waterfowl section to Spavi, and from Spavi, Jim Burnham's Hoosier Jim, he kind of sp- spiraled off that. He was a very opinionated kind of guy, and you know it was like kind of his sandbox, his his way or the highway kind of thing. And he had the best damn duck blind in cyberspace, Hoosier Jims. He was in from Indiana, and he started a waterfowl-specific um, forum, you know, web page and, and a talk forum, right? Um, and he gave people like I, I know I had like a little little side page on there where he gave me gave me the the rights to uh, to I guess kind of like an Atlantic fly. I was an Atlantic Flyway guy, and again, kind of you had to know some HTML. Uh, just wasn't simply hitting an icon and, and making it happen. But uh, you get in there and you could change colors and you know you could you could do a lot of different things. But you kind of had to know some HTML, right? So from that, from that, David Corum and Chester Mathis, Mathis pronounces last name correctly, I think. Um, Chester had a call company, a Crackling Mallard, some something like somebody can somebody can can tell me I'm wrong. And or correct me, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'll call it crackling mallard. Uh, but anyway, they they started duckhunter.net, the refuge forums, and that's that's really where it kind of took off. And and the refuge forums are, are it's still there today. I, I get an email, I'm on their emailing list, so I'll get an email, you know, maybe every other week kind of thing. Um, but but everybody kind of gravitated towards uh, there was refuge, there was another one called the southern duck hunter, and they they wanted you to pay, and so you know duck hunters being the way they are everybody mm-hmm. kind of said well uh, hell with that let's go everybody really it really for you know made the the refuge a a very powerful place and tool because that's basically where if you were in the waterfowl world and you were online that's where you went to hang out and um so that was kind of that was kind of that was my beginning beginnings of um you know the technology the social media and i i was even a sponsor of the refuge for a while um so it it uh you know, and it's still there today. The it, uh, fellow in New York, can't remember his name right just top of my head, but I know he he owns it, and um, he was trying to run it more as a business. And I, I just don't know with everything mm-hmm. that is out there for free, like he does have sponsors, but I just I, I think there's yeah. probably a bigger bang for your buck out there. Um, I'm gonna so so sorry, Dave. I'm just gonna nope. cut you off here. So um, the question was. How did it benefit your business or your brand? But that's good. No, 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 that's good because what you done, Jeff, is you started us off on a little bit of the history. So we'll come back to the question here in a little bit because the history is 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 the ticket. That's where we started. So Dave, sorry, I cut you off, but now you go. No, no, I, I was just gonna say like, um, kind of both like the history and, the, and that, like you think, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, you would, you didn't have your cell phone to, to just call each other and be like, Hey, I got a hot field, right? Like you were going to the coffee shop. If you wanted to meet a new hunter going to the mm-hmm. coffee shop, Oh, you've got waiters on or Oh, you've got, you know, cork now. Like I wouldn't have never met you two. No, that's right. Like with social media, that's kind of the point yeah. I'm trying to make is that like, yeah, social media has expanded it so that, you know, now there's an opportunity that I might go hunt with Jeff Coates just because we're friends now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. and I would have never met him back in my horse and buggy, you know, like 
it's yeah. it just it's kind of expanded the world of hunting and, and i get to see like okay this is how jeff does it this is how damien does it i get to see different perspectives and take all the good ideas and learn from it so it's it's kind of expanded that way right yeah and and i think that's i think that's the thing that i really want to focus on here is, is there are so many positives that that this technology that that's evolved over over time um that there are so many positives and dave like you and i would never have met jeff we would never have met without the idea of a podcast um you know what i mean so so really cool so that's the history from jeff um dave like i know you came in to punisher waterfowl after already being operating for a couple years but we the brand of punisher waterfowl has seen a big increase in our social media footprint in the last well since you came on really right so talk if i could ask you because i don't think i've ever asked you but like what is your experience with with regards of trying to grow a brand um relying 100% on social media really it's a lot of trial and error it's a lot of questioning and it's a lot of um like seeing what works for others right mm -hmm. um and it, it's it's not easy there's no I've downloaded or bought like four books off of um, off of Amazon and read them like, oh, this is how you can do it. Well, you know what? There's certain gimmicks that work for people 100% of the time and neither you or I have those. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just such a different thing. Like you just got to kind of throw out some Hail Marys, see what's working for other people and try to mimic that and and build on that. But don't don't try and take stuff from other people that you would never do. The biggest thing that we've right. done is taking stuff that other people do that we do exactly the same and just mm -hmm. showing our side of it, right? Like what, be what's yourself. that saying? What's that saying? Uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah, right. uh, that's just it. So, you but know, like, don't... oh, go for it. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying like, like we've never tried to imitate 100% other people. We've just that's taken right. what other people have done and just said, well, here's our version of it. This mm -hmm. is us, right? And just, you might not make it. Like, look at some of these guys on uh, some of these new social media platforms. Like, well, there's there's well-known TikTok guys that are just becoming famous because they make one viral video. But if you look, they'll talk about, like, they've got six cell phones with six different accounts and it's just which one hits, that's it, right? Mm -hmm. So you never know, It's a it's a different beast. So, and Jeff, like, if I remember a, a previous conversation that you and I had had, and, and Dave was involved in this too, but like you, you alluded to Donald Hughes, right? And, and your relationship with him and how he introduced you, you were already a sea duck guide. And it was Donald that sort of, you know, like, listen, you got to learn the internet because this is the future. And he really pushed the internet onto you. So from your, can you talk about, was there an explosion uh, with regards to business when you were, you know, you were probably advertising in Wildfowl Magazine and, and going to these trade shows and, and doing this, was there an explosion in, in business from 
going from magazine to internet, I guess. That's a very long-winded question. Yeah, so so I was not guiding before I met Donald. So I, oh, sorry. No, you're good, you're good. But in that process, you know, he's the one, we, we hunted a lot together, and he's like, man, you'd be a great guide kind of thing. Okay. So that's kind of how, that, that's, it was from his, you know, again, if, if I, I say this often, if I didn't meet Donald Hughes, we wouldn't be sitting here talking right now. That, mm -hmm. That's what I feel pretty confident about. Right. Um, at least, at least in to the relationship that we have, we currently have. Right. right. Maybe we talk, but not, not, yeah. not. Yeah. I wouldn't be who I am. Um, so that said, he he, he says a double-edged sword, man. He says you got to learn this internet because that's the way you're going to promote yourself. But when you promote yourself, you're going to have others that want to do the same thing. So it's kind of that mm -hmm. double-edged sword where you're, you know, you you do you do want to use the internet powerful tool you do want to use the internet to promote yourself because that's what you're going to need to do to grow you need to promote yourself use the internet at the same time you're going to have again you're going to have people that are going to imitate and, and try to do the same thing that you do so you're you're going to be drawing attention to yourself which is awesome. good D and yeah. could be it could be bad too dave so you sort of kind of talked about it there when you answered the question when you said like we we'll we'll take stuff that other people are doing that that works um, but we're not 100% copying any brand, but we take little bits that we see work and we apply it to to our brand um, and to how it fits, I guess, our personality, because we're not going to pretend to be, um, we're not going to pretend to be uh, foul, foul TV, what's his name, Chad, uh, from, from Bandit. Uh, like, we're not going to pretend to be him because he's, he, yeah, he's his own thing, right? Like we don't need to pretend to be him. So to to bring what yeah, you're well, saying back, like there is only one Rut Daniels. That's right. Like I I can't just be now like didn't go 20 and just start saying that in every episode of our podcast. Like that's not that's, right. that's his thing, that's him, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think that's kind of where you're getting at, right? Yeah. Like uh, and that's the thing, right? So like you look at Rut Daniels, prime example. Prime example. I don't know. I think if anybody tried to do what he's doing right now, I think you would be, well, he's he's Rot Daniels 2.0. That 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 would be the tag that would go with anybody that tried to do that that sort of video, that sort of comedic hunting stuff, right? Like because he's one of one to the best of my knowledge. I don't think anybody is out there doing what what he's doing right now with the comedic side of thing and and being as big as what he is right so there, there's times when i think you can you can imitate but then there's sometimes when you know you could try to imitate but but you may fall flat on your face like you're not gonna you're not gonna do it justice does that make sense yeah i think some of it is to the uh it's trying to be original originality being 100 person and i'm sure you know, we're all i think damon make what you were saying too is like not necessarily taking parts and pieces from somebody but we're definitely influenced right we're yes, definitely of influenced course. by what others do how others do mm -hmm. things and mm -hmm. you know kind of that whole the whole molly's voice thing and all like i i i'm getting i'm gonna date myself but i really wasn't i, I will do a woo, woo or who or you know that kind of thing but like i wasn't really a rick flair fan i was a hulk hogan fan brother Ooh. you know so that kind of gives right. that you know put a cat you know that that's that's kind of the joke with you know especially around yeah. molly's is that you know it's kind of that you know i don't i don't i don't you know i don't do the molly's voice all day long and you know i've had people too i'm gonna segue you know, off on a tangent here 
not segue, I'll go off on a tangent real quick. First time Texas too, a couple guys said, you know, I, I thought you'd be different. I'm like, different how? Like, what do you mean? You, you think I walk around all day long and you know, just, feel your adventure? You know, no. I, I that. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought you'd just walk into the room and just rip your shirt off and throw like, it. Woo! You know, like, like the Kool-Aid man. Thing. Yeah. Remember when we were kids, the Kool-Aid guy would smash through the wall? That That's that's my impression of Jeff, Jeff every time he walks into a room. But sincerely, like we're, we're we, it's hard to be. There's only there's only going to be one original of everything, right? That's right. Like once it's been done, like you, you're, you're mm-hmm. just going to be influenced, you know, how you would like to try to do it. I th- yeah, and, the, and there's something there to say though that, like when when we said earlier, like you've got to be yourself, right? So unless you're sort, Rut Daniels is portraying a character, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's a different side of it, but like if you are one way talking on social media and then you do a meet and greet at Molly's like you're about to do Jeff, like people come in and, and they can't see like you being this like off the wall guy. And then all of a sudden you're just sitting there in the corner, not wanting to talk to anybody. Right. Like you, you got to kind of have that aspect too. So it was, it was the very first year we filmed. It would have been in 2005. I, I got to admit, I mean, you might not believe it today, but like when, the camera got put in my face like i like it's almost like the ricky bobby like what do i do with my hands like kind of thing right yeah. so from right there i i learned that when you put a camera in somebody's face here's who they are and they either become down here like i don't like the camera in my face or they mm-hmm. hey let's elevate this and let's you know let's let's get let's let's get wild and crazy kind of thing so um but yeah it was it was it, there was a learning curve in there for me that's something different but there was there was a learning curve in there definitely the first year we we filmed a lot I'd like to point out that uh, I'm going to start trying to film some hunts this fall and having the camera in my face is going to make me shoot terribly. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, yeah. Like the camera changes 30 yards or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a good point uh, because it, it's the camera, you know, we'll put a little bit, Hey, there's Duker. Yeah. Um, we'll put a little bit of, uh, we'll put a little bit of pressure on you. Right. And, and some people, like Jeff said, um, some will go above, some will go below. Um, few, few just stay even keel. Right. Um, but so, so you guys were talking about like this character or like you can talk about Rut Daniels, a character or Jeff walking into Molly's now for, for a contest and stuff. So, it it is a double-edged sword so let's say let's say you create a character and and you are now a character uh, of some sort well when you're working when you're going to shows people expect the character they don't expect the the guy behind the character anymore right so like um uh like rot daniels bud fisher uh like bud fisher is not showing up to molly's Karen, Karen showed me his, uh, his Instagram account the other day. She's like, this is him. I yeah. Was like, Wait. I was like, that's him? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's him. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. So, like, nobody wants to see Bud Fisher, who's a, who's an awesome dude, who's a funny guy, um, funny guy naturally, um, and a great conversation. Uh, you can have a great conversation with him. But nobody at Molly's wants to see Bud Fisher. They want to see Rod Daniels. And and that's what and I and I'm going to hazard to say, Jeff, that that when you show up, people are expecting this larger than life character as well. That because you, when you walk into a room, 
you know, you're 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 big. You're you zoo or you you push off confidence, and and people want to see that side. They don't want to see the laid back, um, the laid back Jeff. They want to see they want to see the character. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that, especially in, in that sense of, you know, my relationship with Molly's. That's that's mm -hmm. kind of again back to the Bruce Buffer type thing, right? So so let's because we're as usual all over the yep, place we are, again. We are. Um, let's let's go back to the social media side of things. So so Dave, the positives about social media. I, I really want to pick your brain on it. I want to know exactly what your thoughts are on is social media the technology internet is it imperative in order to succeed in in the waterfowling community today yeah i think so like look at yeah as a brand for sure um mm -hmm but it's also changed the landscape of how you're going to succeed as a brand, right? Like nowadays um, we don't need to send out 500 free t-shirts for people to see our, you know, nowadays people have a t-shirt, they're wearing it. And it's just like, they're posting on Instagram. Hey, I'm, I'm walking down the street and they're just wearing it. And it's like, Oh, Hey, that's a nice shirt. Where'd you get that? Right? Like mm -hmm. so it's changed that aspect of it too. Um, with regards to like pro staff you mean right well even just pro staffing but as a business trying to like sell your gear right okay yeah um like look at um we talked about on our other podcast uh the union right yeah when when first light put out that duck lore people were going frame by frame trying to look at all the new gear that hasn't been released yet to try and catch a glimpse of like, oh, I'm going to see Good something point. new, right? Yeah, and that's all driven through so, and it's like teasers without being teasers at teasers. the same time. Yeah. So, this the future success of business is going to be social media driven, um, and there are different ways to go about it, right? Like if you've got the budget and you can afford a celebrity to have your gear on, perfect. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a matter of like, hey, I ordered my. I got a I got a Jeff Coates decoy. I bought a real geese decoy pack from the Punisher pack, right? Like, mm -hmm. and just tagging it in the field in use, right? That kind of helps. So I, I do think it is going forward. There's no changing it. I don't see what's next. Anyway, myself. Right. So yeah, Jeff, um, with you as being the a guide service, like I I would I look at Pit Boss Waterfowl as a brand. If, if this makes sense i look at it as a brand and a um and a guide service does that make sense like i see you as two entities because i see i see pit boss waterfowl as the brand of jeff Coates. but then when it's hunting season well then pit boss waterfowl is is a guide service so i i i view pit boss waterfowl as two different entities because you push out so much content um that you know when when hunting season's not on the go well pit boss waterfowl is is clearing land doing a pork butt um training dogs making decoys but then when hunting season starts you are a guide service so how important 
I guess I kind of just answered it, but in your mind, how important is this technology of social media, um, YouTube, all that stuff? How does that equate to your, how you view success? So the guide service came first. My pers mm -hmm. From my perspective today, I like it, the brand, me, the guide service is all the same thing. It's all in one, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that the guide service has turned into, quote, the brand because right. of because of social media and I, I made a little note there back in the day I, I ran an ad in Wildfowl magazine and if I didn't get the magazine I wasn't a subscriber when it came out I could tell you because I got emails and phone calls for a good a good solid week and I just had a you know little three by three ad in the back it wasn't anything crazy um, but then yeah so just just kind of I guess it's not really giving a it's well was uh, am I giving away a secret no getting back to some of the the influence uh, the influence and people maybe emulating what you do i always say i need to stay ahead of the curve and mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the way now what what's the there's many different ways to do that but like generally typically i just feel like i need to stay ahead of the curve right and um again so how do you do, how how do i do that just just try to keep expanding and 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 uh evolving and staying ahead of the curve the um through like through the social media i mean it, it's basically had a, a conversation with a very good friend the other day we're talking about this this, this topic basically mm -hmm. and i kind of said hey you know what i just need to need to reel back and do what i do well what i think is 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 you know what i do what do i do well and i said man i just need to really do more of the decoy carving and I, and I carve all the time but i'm more of like promote that show that you mm -hmm. know, try to try to again try to evolve and do a better job at promoting the carving aspect of what i do um and just be better at it and he asked me am i the best carver out there I'm like no not at all mm -hmm. um and he said well who would it be that's it's it's kind of there's, there's a bunch of names out there but I said, but then I said, if you want to kind of real, I said, I want to say this humbly to you, but I said, if you want to say sea duck hunting, I said, man, I, I got to be in the top tier. I said, I, I don't mm -hmm. know, I'm not going to tell you I'm the best, but I definitely have to be in the top tier of people that guide sea duck hunts, mm -hmm. you know, sea duck guides, right? I said, I got to, and he agreed with me. He's like, yep. He said, I'm going to tell you, you are, you are the top. I said, well, even if mm -hmm. I'm not, it's no big, you know, but I said, I'm definitely, your question about decoys, I can tell you emphatically, no, I'm not the best decoy carver out there. I said, "Sea ducks." I said, "I, I got to be in. I got to be in the, the the top, the top tier there, you know, kind of thing." Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's 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 through the social media. It's through social media is the way that I've grown, gr grown both the guide service as well as if you, if you want to say that I'm a brand, to grow the brand. Mm -hmm. To to yeah. add to that, not just coming from my perspective, right? Um, if I was ever to look for a guide, and I was looking for a chesapeake bay guide right i can tell you jeff coates i can't tell you the next four because yeah. jeff's social media brand right that's that's kind of where that and that kind of proves the benefit of the social media aspect of it right and you're seeing people that not just because jeff posts his stuff but like certain guides around my area um if you look like the people that go out and have good hunts with them like even if it's a uh, very low bird limit hunt, but they had a really good time. They're posting positive reviews and they're posting positive stuff about it and posting pictures and laughing and then having a good time. You see that stuff. So it kind of influences you to 
go to those guide services, right? So there's that side of it too. Yeah, yeah. I've never paid for, let's say like with Google, I've never paid for an ad to, to, you know, to be ranked or just always kind of had a, with Scott Moody's help, had a very strong web page. And, um, you know, if you, I, don't, I haven't Googled myself recently, but if you, you know, C-Duck hunting, Maryland C-Duck hunting, I'll definitely probably, you know, if I'm not number one, I'm, I'm right there. And then in C-Ducks, you know, C-Ducks in general, C-Duck hunting in general, I'm on, I'm on the first page sometimes, you know, in the top five, other times, you know, I'm still on the first page, but not in the top five. So it's just, it, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot goes in there. And Dave, you probably know better about the, um, you know, the way that the, you know, search engines work and the analytics of that. I'm sorry, the algorithm of that, of, of what's good. And, and I, you know, back in the day, I talked to Scott about it. Like, he's like, man, he's like, it's something that's, it's like, you know, it's the, it's, it's like the, uh, what, what's the recipe to Coke, like, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, something that's, that everybody wants. And he's like, it's, it's just always, they're always changing. So you never really can dial in, you know, is it bold? Is it bold text? Is it, you know, is it how you're, how you're tagging the backside, uh, the meta tags on the backside of the webpage, you know, it's just, it's, but you know, it's, I think it's just a, it's a good combination. It's, it's having a good rounded combination of all that, that, that helps you. And, and yeah, there's kind of like, in my mind, there's three things that you can kind of see, like there's the things that go viral. Like if you shoot a banded pintail mallard hybrid and you post a picture holding it, that's going to go viral, right? Because it's kind of a rare thing. It's going to go, people are going to pick up on that, right? Then there's the ones that like with you, Jeff, like people, they continually see it. So they're, it's their exposure. Sorry. They're exposed to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that if they're exposed to it more often, they're going to see that more often. And then there's the ones that go viral for the wrong reasons, like um, a guide service or someone that does something that they shouldn't have done. And that's gone viral too. So people know about that quicker too. Right. So yeah, those are kind of the three ways that I see it going. I, I think back to back in the day with 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 um, kind of I guess the the videoing and the TV shows have, have definitely influenced how how I try to sh- show you know what what I put on my social media you know I've always I always am thinking about well here here's a here's a great example um, I never put pictures of dead birds up mm-hmm. not, especially not on my web page right now, I had yeah. a lot of photos of birds you know quote getting shot or birds decoying or that kind of thing and a good friend brian rhodes it was in rhode island some guys were hunting with him one day and he's like hey you know jeff really well like does jeff shoot limits and like brian's like yeah what, what are you talking about he's like man on his web page he doesn't have any dead birds like does 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 the guy does, <laughs> does he does he kill birds and yeah. brian was like you mean you mean that the picture of scoter with with shot around him you, you don't think that equates into dead birds like what do you but it was just it was just more the it was an eye-opener to me and i'm glad brian told me that that day but he's like yeah he's like you know these guys are you know they're asking about wanting to go with you but like did you shoot limits he, and brian's like he shoots limits every day but he you know he doesn't show pictures of dead birds or mm-hmm. i show a picture you know try to pick something out nice of you know surf scoter you know close-ups of the bill or the feet or whatever but like you know i always stayed away from the kind of the the big pile pictures and the blood and the gore and, and i will have to say especially with instagram you know it's more and more like past couple seasons with stories i do i do show dead birds you know there because it's guys you know they're on instagram they want to you know they i'm gonna say they want to get recognized you know from my account but i tag them and i know they get shared with or their buddies are following along so i definitely you know i definitely do show that so i, I kind of have turned it into that i will show you know i do show pile pictures 
uh, but it's more of just in the stories you know the videos you know there for 24 hours and it's gone kind of thing so i i got the best advice from you actually there last year when i always carried wet wipes in my mm-hmm. blind bag for number two reasons right but um mm-hmm. then you kind of mentioned like yeah if i'm going to show a picture of a dead bird i'm going to make sure that that bird looks as clean and as nice and respectful as possible so i'll take a wet wipe and wipe it you know make sure that the bill looks nice and kind of get if if you can't get a side where where it's nice try and wipe away all like that i learned that through social media too right because you know so 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 that that's a good a really good point so now so let if, if we can let's dive into that a little bit because now we're talking about social media and we're talking about and and i don't want to use weird terms or anything like that but we're, we're trying to look as professional as possible right when when we're doing our social media because like jeff said listen if if you're listening to this and you put up piles of dead birds i we're not chastising you that that's you 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 do that and and peep there are a bunch of people that want to see that but if you if you're i i don't i don't want to make anybody angry when i say this so I, I got to try and get around it a certain way. But if you are trying to appease everybody and try to stay middle of the road, because that'll affect your analytics, that'll affect the number of people that follow you, that'll because these are all things now that people are, are worrying about, or I shouldn't say worried about, but they're concerning themselves about. Should be should be conscious of it. Yeah, should be conscious of it because they, in order to succeed, well, they want their numbers to grow. They want their likes to grow. They want their followers to grow. So you're trying to appease, Is does that make sense or am I just rambling here? I, I think what you're trying to say is like, some people are seeing like one guy does a ton of big, big piles. So they're like, oh, well, I got to get a bunch of big pile pictures, but then on the flip side they're also taking that big pile they're flipping the mallard in the black and changing turning the boat around and taking another picture for a different day no, right no, no i think what i'm trying to get at is that are you changing what you put out on your social media oh, okay to appease to the likes and the followers or are you staying as true to yourself as so so i'll say listen i'm a guy that i'm i'm a straight up killer i kill ducks and i kill geese i'm gonna show pictures of dead birds that's who i am as opposed to somebody else that said listen i'm a killer too but i don't need to show big piles of geese and big piles of ducks uh, because i want i want my numbers to grow and if i don't put out, out those uh I don't want to say gory, but if I don't put out the pictures of dead birds, I'm going to get more likes. That that's sort of kind of like, are you are you changing what you put out on social media to get more likes? I guess is what I'm I'm trying to get at. But I'm really really doing a bad job in asking that question. No, and personally for me, I treat we have the two social we have the punisher waterfowl account which yeah. is a business and i try and do it very business-like yeah. and then i have my own personal account i treat my own personal stuff that 
if I'm 80 years old and I'm starting to suffer memory problems and I look back on my Instagram account and I see a hunt from, there's gotta be a reason or a story or something behind it, right? Um, That's kind of how I see my social media. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I read this book and it had an influence on me or I took my son hunting and we had a great time together or I took this group out or I try to do that now more so than anything um yeah that's that's how i see it okay yeah. uh, people that are listening their heads are exploding right now they're like damien like can you not just ask a simple question they're like it, it could just be vm i'm kind of they're just punching their, no no they're like punching their radio and they're like get it out for christ's sake sorry jeff oh you're good i, I so back to the conversation about the best decoy carver on and on the other day um it did come up like that that there's a young fella popped up i follow along um he just got a million tiktok followers but you know like you go to his instagram like he has a doesn't have the same following he does on instagram but anyway my story is is that it, he popped up on on my feed and karen's like who's that and told told a story and all and like to me i told the friend in the conversation that we were having that guy is very calculating He's very calculated what he's doing to grow mm-hmm. that. You know, he, he he puts a lot of time into it, and he's very calculated. I said, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm like, I don't speak very clearly. You know, at, at times, uh, the radio ads have to be like, I'm good at if I can edit something. So it's mm-hmm. kind of doing stuff stuff like this on the fly. Sometimes you know, my tongue gets tied. I'm I'm just I'm you know I'm just kind of I I just at who I am. That's who you know I am who I am kind of thing, right? And I don't really think that I'm that calculated. I just. I just do the stuff I like to do, and and I and I try to post up stuff that I think would be entertaining, uh, yeah. things that again promoting what we're doing, and kind of you know, fifty fifty mix of that it's it's entertaining at the same time it's promoting what we're doing, and during definitely during duck season that's when that's when I that's when I have my October through January that's when I have my best growth. Uh, and Jeff, you are you are a big proponent of of only putting out positive too, right? Like you don't you don't even dip your toes in the water when it comes to the shade, uh, the casting negativity on anything. Not really, no. I mean, I my best most recently, and I, I was I was I was I was up I was very agitated. Salisbury Airport flying. Uh, Two, two, two Septembers ago, Texas, and yeah. they wouldn't let they wouldn't let my gun get aboard because right. they said the case was was the, there was an issue with the case, but it's the same case. The two years prior, I flew with it's the same people checking everything, and I was I was angered, and I got on the plane and I started to do a very negative, very negative post in the stories directed towards American Airlines, and I I loaded them up. And I was, we were about to, still had service, we were about to, we are about to take off and like, whoa, 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 no, that's not, I got to stop, I got to pump the brakes. Went in and I deleted everything and I tried to take the, the I was still angry, but try uh-huh. to take the, the negative of it and I turned it into something that was maybe more positive where, hey, I got, I got to, you know, put it out there to the world. I got 175 of Crown Royal Blacks. So anybody got a gun I can use when I get to Texas kind of thing. So I kind of quickly, but I had posted up some negative stuff. Yeah. Um, but I went in very quickly, deleted. I was like, you know, I, 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 I want to instead of being just totally negative, I said let's, I want let's. Tr- uh, and again, I was angered, but let's have some fun with this, or let's try to make this, let's spin it in a better light than me just being flat out angry. 
because I was angry. I remember that, and I, I took the positive. Like I, I, I saw the whole thing because I follow you pretty close. And but, um, I remember like you, you ended up getting one from someone else, and like it, you kind of spun the story from like the negative, and then you turn it around into like a, almost a game into a positive, right? Right. And I think that's the direction that if more people took. But, it'd but be a sit, much better place. But sitting on the, the small jet headed from Salisbury to Charlotte, North Carolina, I did post two or three reels, mm-hmm. not reels, two or three stories, excuse me, that were, I was, it was, they were, it wasn't like I wasn't playing around kind of thing. I was, yeah. I was, I was bothered. So now do you they, think there should, do you think oh. there should be a rule? Like if you're, if you're angry or upset or something that you should wait a certain amount of time before, like give you, so here for, for hockey, right? Um, if you have a grievance about something that happened during a game or a practice or something, they kind of say the 24 hour rule, wait 24 hours, let it kind of think about it, let it kind of cool off a little bit and then discuss it with the, with the contact for the team. Right. Do you think there should be a rule about posting on social media? Like don't do it immediately, like take some time or how do you think about that? Well, in that case, that's what I kind of told myself real quick because like, you know, I, I don't want that negative stuff to be, you know, I don't want to show myself in a poor way. And I, I, at hindsight, the stuff that I posted up, I was like, yeah, that doesn't, yeah, that's not the way I want to be seen, right? So let, again, yeah, I, I uh, you got to watch, I mean, maybe not hit enter anymore, you know, on the phones or hit post or whatever. Yeah, you, you really do have to think about that what you are putting out there. Um, and sometimes there's, there's lots of factors that could possibly, you know, affect our judgment um, late, late at night. <laughs> you know, it's kind of if there's some if alcohol's been involved, like maybe it is best just to you know just you put your phone away, you know, well definitely phone away, and just forget about it until you know until you're till you you're t- till tomorrow. You know, think about it possibly differently, but but um yeah. but yeah. Uh, I will but yeah. I will say I will say this. You know, turn the phone off. Had no service for an hour and a half, and then get to Charlotte and turn the phone on, and bam! It's like there's it was you know it was all kinds of messages and all kinds of questions and you know that kind of thing. So it was it was a, it was a pretty cool experience in that effect, that respect that the effect it had on uh, you know on the trip. Yeah, but yeah, we we've been talking about like the the positives of social media, and I think the biggest one is it's kind of taken away a lot of the learning curve. Um, like for example, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back into carving and I'm trying to learn about carving for me to get a mentor here. I live in a, the middle of nowhere, really. Um, it's like an hour and a half, an hour 45 to get to someone, if you can get in with them, otherwise you're, you know, I might as well just drive to Jeff's house. Right. Mm-hmm. But with social media, every single day I can log in and I can look and I can say, Oh, this is how you do it. This is how you carve a head. This is how you, you know, and learning new things. So there's so much positive to the social media aspect, right? Especially like, you know, learning from guys like Jeff that I probably wouldn't have learned from before, right? Um, and take take another example, like when, when a new product comes to market, um, it might be a full season, like way back when, it might've been a full season before people caught onto it or learned about it. Now with social media, like, hey, we just launched a product Here's our first day. Here's testing it. It takes off like wildfire, right? So there's a lot of positives to to the social media aspects that I find. So. I I yeah I I agree. Like the positives outweigh the negatives, and I and I think the negatives are 
to to use a term that Jeff throws around all the time are, are relative, right? You've got to you've got to really look at what what you consider a negative, really, right? Because what one person considers a negative may be a positive to somebody else. So so you you have to think about that. But when it comes to the positives of the, of the social media, like if you like just look at the the waterfowling community today never have we been more connected never have we been so and when i mean connected i'm talking canada the us uh australia new zealand all all of these big uh, uh mexico these big countries that are that are into waterfowling never have we been as connected never like never in a million years would i have ever thought and, and Dave, we have this conversation all the time about the people that we've met. And it's only because of social media and, and the technology. It's only because of that, that we've met the people and, and we've had the success that we've had. So I, I know there's people out there that, that may, may think that social media may be ruining the community. But if you sit back and you look at the positives, the positives greatly outweigh the negatives, in my opinion. Here's one for you. How many female hunters would there be without social media? Like, I'm looking at it that my daughter, um, she was kind of like on the fence and she's like, okay, I'll go with you, dad, or whatever. But then she saw that episode where we talked with Emily, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, she she guides. And, and I was explaining to her. And then Emily took the time to sit down and connect with her. And Emily was in, you know, out guiding, right? Yeah. And she starts talking to my daughter. And my daughter's like, yeah, maybe I can do this. How many other little girls have seen, like, other female hunters mm-hmm. out there through social media and said, you know, maybe I could do this, you know? Yeah. It, it, I think that's yeah. that's a huge one myself. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. And look at how many look at. So look at us. We're doing a podcast here this morning. Look at how many podcasts are out there that that are waterfowl centric. Now, there's some just like us where you're all over the place and there's tangents and stuff like that. But the access to information and learning, just like you said, decoy carving, Jeff, like the amount of people that watch you and and it's and it's awesome because when you do and and you say that you're horrible for uh when you're doing these videos that you don't like you're not watching and people are asking questions and stuff right uh you're not following along with with the chat because you're doing stuff and and you're talking and and the whole bit and stuff but that's part of the in in my opinion that's part of the the lure to yours is that Listen, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm carving and I'm, and I'm just chatting. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm saying out loud what's going through my head. Okay, next I need to do, I'm gonna just take a wide brush and I'm just gonna put this on the bottom, right? You're, you're just talking out loud of, of what's going on in your brain and you're not focusing on, on the questions because that's when you get down into, into the weeds and, and you could be totally thrown off topic and, and Lord knows you and I, um, we can get thrown off on on tangents pretty quick. So, um, yeah, like with you, I, I think that's part of the lure. 
Well, I want to get back to uh, you know kind of day with just well both of you guys really saying what is basically at our fingertips as far as information goes. I mean, Karen and I'll be riding down the road and we're talking about something and I don't know, just something obscure. We say, well, I wonder this or I wonder that. And she just gets in Googles and like she, she's really big mm-hmm. into Googling. I really like, and I, I will use Google too, but like I like to be, I like to watch ha- how something's done. So when I can't mm-hmm. figure out how to, you know, crush this bottle, I get on YouTube, how do you crush a bottle? And there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's 10 people where there's something technology-wise, you know, using editing video. And I'm like, oh, man, I just, I, I don't know how to do this. Like, get on there. And I always like to say there's a, ten year, a 10-year-old kid telling you how to do it kind of thing, right? And, mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, there is a lot of, a lot of, a lot. There's tons of information that's available to us. So, we, you know, I think you got to use it. Um, about, I'm going to made a little note about uh, something I don't I don't talk about. well two things two things actually first we ha- I do have the gag order the PBHQ gag order in place right so yeah there is something to be said about doing things real time like you know it's so you, you do kind of maybe you know you should we're talking about whether you you, know, you should wait 24 hours or how you should post things sometimes maybe you don't want to you don't want to post things possibly they're in real time right mm-hmm. um, so it's it's kind of the double-edged sword the very good friend says jeff trees grow in silence he says when you cut them down they make a lot of noise <laughs> so it's that kind of you know that that kind of thing um that said um the reason he's talking to me is because the reason he and i were having the conversation like like i'm sitting here talking to you guys is because of all the stuff that i've done in the past right so it's kind of that you know, it's it's a like I don't say it's a catch twenty two, but you you, you gotta obviously if you want to grow your social media, you, you need you know it's, you need to do. I, I used to uh, he's dead now, but Rich uh, Piana, big old big old bodybuilder kind of guy, cussed all the time, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, social media, social media, it's post post. You know, like it's a yeah, job, content, man. content, content. Yeah you, yeah, you wake up and it's what you got to do. He says, I got oh, people always ask me, I want to get into you know the uh, bodybuilding industry or the health industry or you know the, the exercising industry like you know it's like man you gotta you gotta grow all this stuff and that's that's what you gotta do and so again like taking little you, I was influenced by that taking little parts and pieces and or if, if I wasn't influenced it, it basically it backed up my feelings already um, so you know it's it's that it's that type of thing I've uh, I don't, I've not talked much about it at all um, Karen and I just got interviewed and and she got. I didn't get the email. She got the email saying that, that they were not, it was, it was basically a, a reality show in Alaska. And we went through this whole process of getting interviewed and videoed and interviewed and, and it wasn't gonna work out for me anyway. I, I told them right from the get-go because of my duck season, you know, and that's, that's it's gonna be like a like lot. There's a whole group of people out there that all these um, um, summer lodges, like they mm-hmm. basically have a caretaker in the winter time. And that's, that, that was kind of gonna be the premise of that show. Um, but that was the seventh time somebody's reached out to me saying, hey, we'd like to do, we'd like to, you know, interview you. Maybe we'll do a reality show with you. The very first time somebody called me, I can remember exactly where I was, you know, very near Karen's, a rural farm store. And like, I thought somebody was effing with me, you know, like, yeah, the guy's like serious. I, I, you know, and they did, at the, uh, that production company was doing episodes, MTV Cribs. And that's where he's like, hey, you can go check us out. And but we're trying to, we're trying to find that next, the next thing. And and mm-hmm. again, it's the kind of thing where you do a lot of, I've done a lot of interviews, a lot of Zooms, a lot of recorded stuff. And it's just, you know, it's just got, they got, they have to find out, is there a way that they can make money? And if, if they ever do, obviously one of these things takes off. But um, it, it is the kind of thing where 
generally, typically, they found me on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it's the kind of thing, hey, man, I like the first guy that told me and, and tried to you know, pitch this to me. He's like, you look like your guy that I would just like to sit down and have a drink with and talk just to see what's like, you know, ask some questions, what's going on. And you know, he's like, he says, you, you come across as being real. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of so where I'm going with this segue in it, it, like I've always kind of felt that that it's what I do is real. It's not really it's not calculated. I do think about what I'm going to do. But mm -hmm. I, whatever I show, I, I'm going to go do that anyway. Just I chose to 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 show it, right? Because yeah. pretty much pretty much everything we do is 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 true form. That's what we do, you know. Yeah, I like I I think I think that's the key is is don't pretend. And we we've, we've said it right from the day we started our pot like our Punisher podcast, the Union. Like we don't pretend to be somebody that we're not. Like this is who we are, one hundred percent. Um, so what you see is, is what you get. Like we're the same people in the blind, um, same people around the house, around the backyard, uh, everything. Right. So, uh, and I think there, there's a, I think in today's world with so many people pretending to be somebody else, I think people are looking for real and, and, and just somebody that's, that's just going to be real and not not pretend and and i think that that says a lot about says a lot about who you are if you can get on this and still be yourself and be successful i i think it do say a lot about yourself that generally the fake kind of gets figured out quickly yeah uh, i think so too dave you're right yeah like if you if you've only been hunting for a year maybe two years people are going to pick up on like ah, what what's going on there like you know, you, you can't make yourself be grander than you truly are, you know, and maybe it'll work for a little bit, but eventually everyone's going to catch on. Yeah. I think like, I, I think the takeaway from that, like if you're, if you're new to hunting, um, that's not, that's not something to say you can't get on social media and promote yourself, go for it, promote yourself. You're a new hunter. Promote yourself but learning. Yeah, promote yourself learning. You don't have to promote yourself as though you're gonna put out smashers every day because guess what? Even the guys that have been doing it for 50 years can't do smashers every day. And that's that's something that, that's something I think that the new generation, like it, it's not gonna happen overnight. And and that's the thing, it takes work and, and just be true to yourself. And, and I think you'll be good. I find the new hunter way the ones that I really like are the ones that are new hunters that are like, they come on and instead of going like, hey, if you don't know this, then you're not a real hunter. You should have known this. And it's mm -hmm. the guys that come on that have the same amount of experience, like say one, two years, and they go, look what I just learned. Yeah. I want to teach you. This is what I learned. You know, yeah. don't be, don't pretend you're an expert when you're not, and be humble about it. That's what I like yeah. to see. I like watching yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I um. I don't know that this relates to what you just said. <laughs> Squirrel. But, uh, so through, I'll say this of like getting back, kind of like being influenced by people and this, this not through social media, but just being in person when we, uh, for a good five seasons there, we we filmed, we filmed everything. And like some of the things, some of those DVDs, man, this, they'd be, there were three, three disc set that we showed pretty much everything. And the kind of mindset was, you know, everything everything was right except it just didn't work out but we we had the money involved we had the travel we had whatever we had involved and we we kind of sh we showed dud hunts we showed 
you know, we showed hunts that really weren't hunts, you know, because it was just, we were there, and, you know, our, our goal was to make an, hopefully an entertaining uh, mm-hmm. DVD of production, and, you know, sometimes the stuff just didn't work out, so we, we showed, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, I go back and kind of cringe of, like, how slow some of the, video, you know, those are the first, first year DVDs, how slow it was, mm-hmm. like, like, what was, you know, what was, what was I thinking kind of thing, and, and um, you know, I had a partner in that, we, we, we separated, and like I sat there for hours while he edited, and I had no interest. I edited photos. I didn't. I didn't edit video. And all of a sudden, uh, like it was a super big learning curve for me. And I, I have to thank YouTube for it. But like I had no idea how to do anything with video. Um, mm-hmm. And and our phones weren't phones then weren't quite what they are today. So like a lot of it was with you know cameras and you know the first mm-hmm. run GoPros and that kind of stuff. But um, my first trip to PEI, it would have been December of 11 that was like my really kind of my first diving into trying to film some stuff and trying to edit some stuff and and it just kind of i won't say it spiraled out of control from there but you know it's it's definitely um you know definitely there was a big learning curve but it was well worth well worth the time i think to to do it i i don't think we're allowed to talk about pei anymore are we jeff <laughs> i didn't get that gag order <laughs> there's, only, there's only one gag order i got boys um we're we're at that 60 minute mark um and as nor as usual we could keep going but uh, i i think it's it's probably time to, to cut her down um as usual um it this this will be available on on jeff's channel on our channel so on the pit boss waterfowl channel on the punisher waterfowl channel um both will have this in in podcasts and on video so uh whichever you know what go to both of us like subscribe do all that stuff, show some support. And listen, if you want us to keep going on this topic of social media, um, listen, we're gonna focus on the positive. We, we have no intentions on getting into the negative. Or if there's something else you'd like to see us try and talk about, um, I'll try and dumb down my, my questions a little bit better um, because I'm rambling. But that that's, uh, that's episode four. We'll go around the table and what? then we'll, what yep, Damien's trying to say is comment down below if you want like <laughs> yeah, yeah if you want this Thanks, you, yeah yeah comment down below what you want us to talk about where you want us to go like we're yeah. open for anything yeah thanks buddy cheers <laughs> team what, what was it power twins power twins yeah do it um jeff to you buddy uh right, last so- words Oh, 100%. Thank you. So if you are watching on my YouTube channel, please go follow Punisher Waterfowl, their YouTube channel. Their subscribers are growing. Uh, mine mine ha- happened to be, mine have been doing pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, wintertime, summertime, big difference. But uh, with that, and I want to promote August 2nd, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. This coming Tuesday night. Uh, it's going to be the second Grip It and Sip It with Karen. We'll be live on Zoom. The... Uh, link will be available lots of, it'll be available a lot of places but basically you, you go to patreon.com forward slash jeff coats c-o-a-t-s j-e-f-f-c-o-a-t-s it is free the link is free so you can get on there and get it and we are going to be doing our second grip it and sip it so i hope to uh we, we did i think we had a fairly successful first one first round mm-hmm. it, it, uh, i think so yeah i think it was smooth as far as uh technology wise as well as it flowed well so hope to pick a few more people up i think this this week 
this Tuesday nights. I think we're going to, I want to tell a story, I think. I want to have more of, a, instead of just open forum, I think I want to tell a story. And I'm not sure if I want to tell the St. Paul Island uh, King Eider trip. Or That'd be cool. I'm going to go sea ducks. Or my first time in New Brunswick on the Bay of Fundy shooting sea ducks in the February Eider season. I think I'm leaning towards the the, the Canadian flair, the Canada flair. So I think we maybe we'll be talking about uh, about that. But But anyway... Thank you very much for tuning in. This is... Am I ending this? No, we got to oh. get Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah guys. <laughs> man, I'm just talking, man. Come on. Yeah, it's all good, brother. It's all good. Yeah, no, good episode. Sorry, I kind of went off on a few tangents there just because I got lost. Stupid head. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say, though, if you're listening on our punisher waterfowl account you're probably already subscribed to jeff Coates, but if not make sure you go follow because you can learn a lot there very kind thank you Just throwing her. anyway good episode boys i've got nothing else to say because i've been rambling too long jeff end it buddy as always thinking of you we are episode number four is in the books thanks for tuning in big love that's not the same without the glass of crown buddy yeah, i don't that's well, oh hold on hold on well i'll do it yeah you got to show what's in it too. Oh, that's my favorite well, part. Well, mine's wow. empty now. <laughs> there you Guys, go. thank you very much. It is the P and P podcast.